0: the Quarantine Spook Show. I'm Kyle Carezzi. This is the show where I do improvised horror stories. What I do is I select a random title and then I make up the stories from there. titles you'd like to submit, you can send them to quarantinespookshow at gmail.com or you can uh, contact me directly and send them that way. Not many life updates at the moment. You know, other than of our goats recently, uh, very beloved uh, pets and companions, uh, when the pandemic first started. So to Ozzy and Dio, they will be missed. In the meantime, I think this piano is going to be my friend for this particular episode in a very specific way. So let's see how that goes, and let's get started. His first story is called Bigger Than a Bulldog. So for all the terror uh, that came with the pandemic, and all the political disorder that soon followed and continued to this day, one thing I did not anticipate through all this is how difficult it would be to find a dog. It was a relatively simple process. You would go to somewhere like the Humane Society or the ASPCA, or even just a bougie pet store, and you could find a dog fairly easily. But when the pandemic turned, it, uh, it left everyone... Uh, Emotionally distraught, and everyone certainly needed companionship. I lived alone in a moderately sized apartment. own achievement for anyone younger than 30, but nevertheless, it was easy to get lonely. Uh, I didn't have any family to take care of or to support me or anyway. I didn't have any housemate acquaintances that I secretly hated and they secretly hated me. Now I'll just go home from work. And just chill chill alone until I went to sleep. Often I stemmed off media as I did this. But even still, it was nice to have a companion or a friend. So for the past several months I tried to make phone calls to try to find a dog or a pet or something. I was never really a cat person, and I was allergic to them anyway. Yeah, but it'd be nice to have a dog. To give me a reason to go outside. To go hiking, to go for walks. Playing fetch with the little bisbit and all that. organization, but they specialize in uh, finding displaced animals. I think the organization was called Family Animal Rescue or something vague like that. They were located in Nevada, if I'm not mistaken. And I lived in Oregon and I got a call from them. And they were just like, hey, is this Tommy? And I was just like, oh yeah, that's me. I'm Thomas. And he's he like, oh great, Thomas. Um, so yeah, we uh, you know, you we were on our queue for a list of uh adopting, uh, possible rescue animals, is that correct? And I said, yeah, sure, you know, I mean, I want some, uh, flavor of compatibility with the animal, it'd be nice to get to know them in some capacity, or to meet them, see if it feels right. And the guy on the other line said, uh, yeah, we could do that, um, I mean, if you can get to Nevada by, you know, by the end of this week or something, you can do, like, a meet and greet for this animal we have. And I said, oh, no, I don't think I'll be able to get off work or anything. I kind of used up a lot of my sick days when I had COVID, but, uh, you know, maybe let's, I don't know, we can, like, a video chat or something with the dog. And the guy on the other line said, uh, yeah, I mean, we could do that. Uh, you know, I think it's, well, we're trying to really unload this animal, uh, fairly quickly, um, we might have some other people in pass past along with so it's kind of like a This is really like a yes or no shot i'm kind of just calling out of courtesy because you were on the list uh you know we have a long list of people who want pets so we just kind of go down the list based on our availability uh if you say no this time uh you'll cycle around the list which could take a couple months until the next time we have an animal but uh you know it's just how we do it and i said okay well it doesn't you know, it didn't sound very effective at all, you know. And the guy on the other line said, "Look, I don't know what uh, I don't know what to tell you. a uh, you know, everything really slowed down since you know what. So, I don't know. Do you want the do you want the dog or not?" And I said, "Well, I don't know. Well, can you send me like some pictures at least?" And the guy was like, "Yeah, yeah, I can do that. All right, sending them now." So I sent a video text. at the animal, and it was like a little bulldog. Not quite a puppy, but certainly a little bit older. Definitely seemed like a dog in its first year. And I thought it was absolutely adorable. Like, oh, a bulldog, that'd be perfect. I was definitely concerned with the medical costs that would, uh, happened down the line but you know if it was a make or break situation with this dog I just said to him yeah yeah I'll take the dog I think that sounds great and the guy was like alright yeah yeah then he hung up without saying goodbye or anything which was a little weird you know other uh Yelp reviews I heard about this uh was that they were a little bit sketchy, but honestly, if they just had a cool dog for me in a world where that wasn't readily available, you know, I was all for it. So about a week and a half goes by, uh, and a band shows up. Kind of looks like a stereotypical, uh, Dog catcher van, though I don't think those—that's not really a thing anymore in uh, the U.S. Possibly ha- haven't been in quite some time. So the guy gets out of the car and he's like, "Hey, hey, you're uh, you're what's his name?" And I was like, "Yeah, Thomas, that's me." And he's like, "Great, cool. All right, well, I got the uh, got the dog right here." Uh, Yeah, we'll bring it to the house and whatnot. So we undid the van door and uh, grabbed the dog's leash. And we brought the dog out. But when I looked at the dog, it uh, looked similar to the photograph. um, But this dog didn't look like any breed of bulldog that I've quite seen before. I mean, when I was younger, it kind of looked, I don't know if it was an old picture or not, but in the picture I saw, it seemed like, all right, it's just like a off-kilter bulldog or something. There's something different about this bulldog here. So I just kind of muttered like, oh, he's uh, bigger than a bulldog. And then the dog guy was just like, oh yeah, he is, come on, yeah, all right, let's go inside. So I lead him inside and he hands me the leash the dog's, like, walking around all excited, you know, pitter-pattering and all that. His nails are on the floor of my apartment and everything. He's drooling and stuff. You know, ultimately, he was a real cutie, I'll admit it. So the dog guy was just like, all right, just a, you know, a few things about this dog. Uh, you know, his name is Bizbun. So, uh, you know, just if you call him that, you know, he'll respond to it accordingly. Um, he likes tennis balls. He likes fetch he likes chewing on things a lot, so you might want to, like, dog-proof your home a little bit, but he's pretty small right now, um, so I think it'll be, it'll be okay for a bit. And I was just like, oh, uh, how big is he supposed to get? Uh, what breed is he? And the guy was just like, ah, uh, it doesn't say so on the papers here, um, but, you know, some kind of bulldog, probably. We just kind of, you know, he was donated, uh, he was found, you know, and I was just like, well, is he was he found or was he was, was donated and he was just like well you, yeah it's complicated like uh what happened was uh his um his owners uh died uh so you know some cops came in and they gave the dog to us um and then that was kind of the end of it and i was just like oh that's awful how the how'd the family die and then the guy was like, uh, I don't know, they were into dog breeding, um, I think they got a, I, I don't know, I, I don't know the details, really, but, uh, it was a, but it was a big mess, and this only, this dog was the only thing around, so, anyway, it's yours now, ta-da, I know this is, oh, okay, shit, well, you know, I'm happy to have the dog, um, thanks for dropping him off, I think I can, uh, I think I got it from here, and He was like, okay, cool, um, I had more to say about it, but, nah, nothing. And I was like, well, what would you want to say? Uh, it's, well, you know, I probably shouldn't be telling you this. We're not really supposed to di- disclose, uh, donation information, um, about dogs and all that, um, the only thing I say about the uh, this dog's previous owner's deaths is, uh, it, it was bloody. That's, uh, people thought it was a murder of some sort. A wild animal came in. All their dogs are missing. Um, yeah, it's just nasty, nasty. So this dog's been through a lot, so you might have to be extra patient with him. And I was like, okay, I get how trauma works. I can certainly do that. And he's like, great, great, cool. As long as you're cool with it, because not every uh, not every owner would be into a dog like this. And I was just like, okay. Um, we both stood awkwardly, and he was just like, yeah, well thanks for dropping him off, um, unless you have any more disclaimers to throw my way, and he was like, no, 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 I'm not saying you shouldn't adopt a dog, no, but just, just, you know, it's a, he's a very unique, special little guy, um, that's kind of why we wanted to pawn him off as soon as possible, and then I was just like, okay, so maybe I don't want to adopt this dog, and the guy was like, no, 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 it's cool, it's cool, just, um, you know, take care of him, treat him with love, uh, that's, yeah, that's all I got to say about it. And then he just left. And then I was left alone with, uh... My little dog. Um, not-so-little-dog, I guess. Named after a webcomic character. Um, so looked a dog, and I was just like, All right, all right, Bizbun, let's, uh, let's hang out. So I let him off the leash, and he was just like walking around, smelling stuff, being a little scamp. And I was just like, oh, I'm already fucking growing on this dog already. I mean, a little bigger than I expected, probably uh, just shy of a full-grown golden retriever. Then again, I heard bulldogs can pretty big, so it might be just a little bit above average. as he was just like sniffing around he was starting to like chew on the couch a little bit and he was like sniffing on a random I wasn't a very um tidy person at the time Uh, never really leaving any stuff on the floor or anything so he was already like trying to grab stuff on the floor like little rags and socks and then trying to grab like papers off the counter so it's like okay okay shit so I kind of moved everything you know to the top shelves Not really thinking much of it, just like, a probably rambunctious dog. You know, I was never much of a dog trainer, really. Um, But, you know, I thought I could accommodate, you know, ah, good way to, good reason to stay tidy and stay clean and all that. So I just kind of watched the dog for a bit. uh, Mainly watching him acclimate to the space and all that. nice to just, like, watch them. It's always something when you, uh, have a new animal in your life, and, you know, you're just kind of, like, watching them be. It's definitely a big part of the getting-the-know process. Um, it's also somewhere with people, you know, everyone has has their own tics and quirks and all that, their mannerisms and whatnot. You know, the same case with dogs, and... And I've had a fair amount of dogs before, so I got to, I know the species fairly well. But yeah, it was just nice to watch this little dog, you know, he'd uh, walk back and forth between uh, coming to me for some pets and some nuzzling and all that, and then returning to the space and just kind of smelling the couches and table and all that. A couple times he tried to like hop on the uh, coffee table a little bit and I had to push him down I was like, uh, it's gonna be a little bit tough, but I'm cool with it. So yeah, I was pretty much just, like, looking up stuff, uh, on my phone while I was watching this dog, uh, about possible me- methods of, uh, baby-proofing or dog-proofing my home. But again, something was not necessarily off about this dog. I was definitely looking him in the eye a bit, and he had a a very specific glint in his eye. Um, You know, a lot of dogs were just kind of like, look at me, I'm a dog. This dog in particular had, like, a little something else. uh, You know, did a lot of typical dog dog things. uh, Definitely had his own personality. There's a little something else, like, in the depth of him. She didn't quite uh, grasp at the time So the first morning I had with him uh, had some days off uh, a good amount of time to get to know the dog and all that and that first morning he just like got on the bed and licked my face and stuff. And I was just like, oh, this is pretty cool. I think I can get used to this. So I just, uh, you know, started off my day and you know, I was, uh, served my food first. And then I, uh, gave him some, uh, uh dr- a mix of dry and wet bulldog, do- bull bull uh, dog food you know, and they were kind of eating together, and it was just like, oh, this is nice, you know, if I just feed him twice a day, I think that'd be cool. That's what I was looking up anyway. For my bulldog research. And I was eating my cereal and yogurt and all that, and uh, this dog had some of his dry and wet food. Uh, he nibbled at it a bit, but didn't quite, wasn't really quite taken to it. Um, so I was just like, oh, maybe I should try to get, like, a different type of food or di- whatever. So not really knowing what else to do, I just, uh, grabbed grab some slices of lunch meat from my fridge, and I tossed them on the ground, and then, uh, Bun went after them immediately. Now I it's just like, alright, yeah. I like meat, though, so that's good. Maybe we can, uh, get some meat-based stuff or just meat in general it's like a snack alright cool so I cleared away some uh, meetings during that morning and uh, before noon at least and uh, the dog was also walking around uh, you know trying to get into some shit so while I was in these meetings I would just like see the dog just kind of like scamper around and like chew on the couch and all that so I kept having to jump out and be like, ah, no, no, Bisbon, stop doing that, knock it off. I definitely tried to steer the way I spoke to him in a very certain way, you know. You know, in the past, I've seen people, like, talk to their dogs, like, please don't, please, hey, stop it, stop it. But I tried to speak uh, to Bisbon in a more curt way, just like, hey, get out of there you know and that he responded to some of that momentarily but then after some moments would pass he just like get right back into it but even though i kept having to jump out of meetings to cater to this new dog bizbun Biz uh, you know people at the in my uh, workplace were just like oh it's a little cute little doggo and I was just like yeah that's my that's my bizbun you know little bizbit Shelly was just like, oh, I love bulldogs so much. Can I get a, can I get a closer look at them? And I was just like, oh well, yeah, I can uh, try, I guess. So I was just like, hey, Bizbun, come here. And The dog scampered, scampered over, and I like uh, picked him up and I just held him in front of the camera and all that. And the dog was just like, oh. And I was just like, oh my god, such a cute bulldog. And then Shelly was just like, yeah, but I've never. I've never seen a bulldog like that before. And I was just like, whoa, well, no, I, uh, yeah, I was trying to look up, uh, breeds for, uh, a bit last night, and I couldn't really find, like, what he was categorized. He's probably, like, a mix of something. And Shelly said, yeah, yeah, or something. think too much of that comment um but anyway after those meetings wrapped up i took a uh, Bun to a on a nature walk at a state park about a 20 minute drive away and as we were driving he was like in the back seat you know kind of trying to chew into seats and whatnot and on the cushions and i was like hey bisbun knock that off he also seemed a little bit bigger than he did the day before. I don't know if I was just imagining it or not, or he just seemed bigger in the car or whatever. It was definitely perplexing for a little bit. But I tucked it away in the back of my mind, because I was just happy to hang out with the dog, finally. In this in these lonely, lonely, desolate two years. If not six years, really. It was just nice to have a little bud, you know? Leash, and we were just like walking, to, you know, walking up the park and whatnot, taking some nature trails. And there are also some babes walking around too, and they're just like, oh my god, what a cute dog! And then little Bizbun would be like, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah, oh. and I was just like, ah, uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe this dog can help get me laid. That'd be, that would be neat. Not why I got the dog, but nevertheless, it's a conversation starter. So we were walking for a bit. I was getting a little bit tired. Um, But yeah, Bizbun could have just kept walking for so much longer, but he was panning really heavy and I was telling he was getting tired whether the dog would admit it or not. So I had some, uh, I had a sandwich for me and, uh, some extra lunch meat slices for biz bun. So after we were taking a break, uh, I tied him to like a little, uh, like a little tree branch sticking out of the ground. And I sat and ate my lunch and I fed him like a little bit of uh, meat slices and whatnot, turkey and ham, and he was really into that. I drank some water and I set up a little bowl of water for him. We were just both hanging out, you know, in with nature and the vastness of the outdoors on Earth. I was looking at the sky and it was a beautiful sunny day. A nice summer day, but not, uh, not apocaly- apocalyptically hot. So I was just like, yeah, this is really something. You know, and moments like this only uh, come so rarely in life. Too rarely, I think. But it was definitely a moment of just being all like, yeah, this is a perfect moment. Like everything in my life led to this. the best possible way, and while living in I was pondering my philosophy that if you live you should always steer uh, steer toward those moments, and right at the perfect serene peak of that moment I heard the branch snap. Bizbun was starting to run away. I was supposed to go shit Bisbun. No! No! My adrenaline was shot up and my mind was all action. I just sprinted it. I just sprinted for that dog. Bisbun! Bisbun! I kept shouting at him. But the dog kept running. Eventually, the dog turned off uh, off the trail and into some shrubbery and trees. And I tried to follow him, but he was really small, so he could just like cut like, right through all those thorns and whatnot. But I was being held back, and I couldn't run as fast to get him. To go back to where I was sitting and eating lunch. Packed up all my stuff again and just started to walk around the woods calling for a little biz bun. You know, again, it was a new dog and I had no effective way to find him again. I only had him for like a day, but he already grew on me. So I just kept calling out to him, biz bun, biz bun. walking in the direction where he was running uh, through the shrubbery and trees off the trail. And I wasn't good at, like, tracking or anything. Um, You know, I don't know how to read a broken twig or anything like that. But I was walking, I I did see a one bird, uh, there was a dead bird, uh, that seemed like it was, like, bitten by the neck and strangled that way, all bloody and dead. Some pieces of it were bitten off, definitely attacked by the, by an animal. And it smelled fresh, too, like, the very fresh, uh, predatory blood-flesh smell Any species recognizes that smell. So I was like, all right, so the dog's loose, dog loose. I knew that he liked meat. So really, you know, I, you know, oh, I really knew about him. Again, I only had, again, I only had him for a day, but he was already growing on me. So I was willing to really go the extra mile for this dog. You know, really trying to make this relationship work. So I keep walking and I keep calling out to him, Biz Bun! Biz Bun! Sometimes I say it loudly and more curt. Sometimes more quietly, my voice gets tired. At this point I'm just walking, listening for sounds or anything. half since he ran off so I was having a lot of trouble uh, tracking him down and then when I was back on the trail again I heard some uh I heard like some pitter-patter and some bulldog sound noises and I was just like oh my god bisbun through some trees so i run over and pass some shrubbery and i try to get myself less excited and try to do it slowly so i don't scare him off or anything and then i found and i find bizbun. on something. It seemed like a big mammal of some sort, and I was just like, oh my god, did Bizbun like actually eat something? Did he actually hunt something down, or is he just eating like a raw carcass? I was nervous at first, but not nearly as nervous as what I saw when he was eating. It was a person. We had a walking stick that he grabbed from the woods. He had definitely had the the elder, earthy, Oregonian look. The cargo shorts that were a little bit too high. Like the gray little uh, curly haired afro also a collared shirt, very thin and probably ate very healthy, skin very tight, and there was Bisbun gnashing and chewing inside of his chest cavity. guy who was dead. I looked at his eyes. They were, uh... His irises were already fading a little bit. But on his expression, you can uh, still see the shock that was on his face before he went out. And then there was Bizbun, Happily chewing and munching away unfortunate corpse. So then I shouted at him. Uh, my voice is shaking a little bit, but I still try to be curt. BISBUN! Then he looks at. Then he looks over at me. And I just said, "What are you doing?" And then he runs over, starts to nuzzle me a little bit, getting blood on my pants. thing was the dog came over me like he really accomplished something. He wanted me to be proud of him. And I was just like, no, no, we don't do that. I would have been more disciplined about giving negative reinforcement to the dog if I wasn't such in shock. So I just... You know, grab grab his leash again, and I'm just like, alright, we gotta get the fuck out of here, let's go. So I start walking away, but Bizbun is still trying to go after the corpse, and he's tugging at the leash in the other direction. I'm just like, Bizbun, come here! This dog seems so much stronger than he did first brought him out to the woods. And I kept shouting at him, Bizbun, no, come here, let's go. And I was more stronger, but, uh, not by a whole lot, to be honest, and, but, that was enough for Bizbun to relinquish his efforts, and then he started to walk with me. So I lead him to a nearby creek, and then, uh, Stoop down. I clean his uh, clean his face a little bit without trying to get bit. I try to do it in a lovey way so he doesn't get too aggressive. And I try to wash the butt on my pants that he got on me, um, but it wasn't coming out all the way. So I tried to just roll them up like they were higher than capris was a little bit goofy to just have all those it's one thing to roll up pants, that's whatever, but at such a high level, like, you must be hiding a bloodstain, you know early, after we cleaned up a bit, I was just like my main goal was just like, get to the car get to the car, and then get to the apartment figure it out from there So we make it back to the apartment. And on the way back, I just get two, three slabs of raw steak. And I just feed them to him, not knowing what else to do. He gobbled it up very quickly. And this dog really seemed like he had an infinite amount of energy constantly smelling around trying to rip up the couch a bit getting progressively more destructive in my home i'm still in shock about that dead body that i just don't have the energy to tell him like no hey don't do that i just stood there my palms on my forehead clawing my scalp with my fingers and letting them float through my hair. Just not knowing what else to do. Then eventually, uh, little Bisbon, uh nuzzles up against my hand and I look at him and he's holding a tennis ball in his mouth. I'm just like, okay, we can, all right, let's, we can play fetch. So I grab the tennis ball and I lightly toss it away. He runs over, uh, sliding on the hardwood floor and all that. Grabs it and brings it back to me. We do that a few more times and I start to relax a little bit. Actually becomes fun. It's a good way to help take my mind off of uh, the stress of him eating a person. And then I take a closer look at him. Says, "Hey, Bizbun, come here. Let me look at you. Take a better look." And he seems bigger than when I first took him to the park. grown golden retriever almost seemed like he was entering Scooby-Doo territory a little bit like that Great Dane kind of size sharper. His fangs and canine uh, are longer, sticking out of his mouth a little bit. His eyes didn't quite look like dog eyes. They look more similar to cat eyes and were becoming a bit more yellow. And when I looked on his forehead, little nubbins almost resembling horns I tried to dig at them a little bit to see if it was like a spot on him or something but no they were attached to his skull and they had a warmth to them like any other set of horns fetch for a little bit longer, and I start to get genuinely tired, uh, ready for bed. And I'm just like, all right, all right, Bisbun, I'm gonna go to sleep now. I can give you, a, i got one more steak for you, but I'm gonna call it now. And then Bisbun growls me more, he's just like, argh, argh. and I was just like, oh, shit. Okay, we can play fetch a little bit more, just a little bit more. Fetch for about another two hours. And then I just passed out on the couch I'm too exhausted from the hike and managing a flesh-eating dog. Um, there might be a demon and I just crash on the couch. wake up to more sounds. Uh I didn't wake up to the dog looking at my face this time. But I just hear more slurping and slomping sounds. I'm just like, what the hell is that? So I get up get up and I see Little Biz Bun raiding my fridge. So Except he's not so little anymore. actually able to stand on his hind legs. His front legs are thicker. They're just pure muscle. And he actually has somewhat posable thumbs, and he's actually able to grab things with his front legs now. not just the meat, not just the food, but the plastic containers and plastic wrap and all that. He grabs a whole milk carton and just bites it in half and then drinks the rest of it, just dumps it down his throat and then chucks it. Watch him and all. His horns are bigger, they're sticking out from behind his head, curving in that way. So, too emotionally exhausted to, you know, to react in an emergency situation, I just kind of tiptoe over to the other side of the kitchen and I just start on some coffee. coffee maker and it makes a sound, and Bisbon looks at me and snarls, and I see his face, his fangs and canines are much bigger, his horns take up half his forehead, a quarter on each side. His eyes are beady and glinted yellow, and pointed like double-sided daggers. And he just snarls and growls at me like I'm threatening his chomping session. And I just raise my hand a little bit. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm just getting coffee. Snarls at me a little bit and just gets back to tearing apart my fridge. Then I just sigh again. My coffee's finished. I have a sip of it. I go to my balcony, I start smoking a cigarette. And I check my phone for the news. I read the story about the guy who was assaulted in the woods. And how the investigation is ongoing. And I just look at him, just like, of course it is. I think it was some sort of wild animal or a bear. So I sigh in relief, or half relief, I guess. Just the relief that I don't have to cover up a murder or anything. Um, the other half of that size, just now how do I deal with the creature that mutilated that dude? And then I look up that, uh, that rescue center from Nevada where I got Bisbon from. And I looked up their history more, and they had a lot of, uh, pending litigation against them. That they distributed. Uh, we're getting uh, murder encounters and all that. And then I looked up the family that were taking care of his bun before me. Satanists per se, but they were totally about demonic, evil shit, and coincidentally were also well-to-do Christians. But uh, no, they tried to do experimental dog breeding, as uh, the article I found put it. some rituals into it when they would uh, breed. When they talked about it, they uh, talked about using the power of the Bible with their breeding. Uh, I think in their heads they were kind of going for a more eugenic thing, which is, uh, but uh, apparently they got some sort of demonic line of dogs and that was their downfall. Or at least that was a theory from this article writer, which I now believe And as for the Animal Rescue in Nevada, they were, they were taking animals like that without discretion. But it was reported that uh, it wasn't Bisbon that caused uh, the family slaughter. But it was uh, his parents and the other dogs in his breed. Apparently in the journals of the family, uh, there are breeding logs and all that. They were calling BizBun like the nice one of the group. They're running run the litter. So I nodded and I was like, alright, so there's still some hope for Biz Bun, I guess. So I finished my cigarette and my coffee go back into the kitchen. And now Bisbun is just eating my couch. So I just sigh and rub my face and I uh, can feel the bags under my eyes already forming. So I just, say, hey Bisbun, he looks at me. And I was just like, you want to go for a walk? Bizbun just uh, shouts and screams and howls bangs on the floor, waking up the neighbors below me, and then they use a broomstick to bang my floor and their ceiling, and this button bangs even harder, and then that's what gets him to stop. go for a walk. Just around the neighborhood really. I have him on a leash, I don't know why. I guess symbolically I guess. I don't know if he cares. We need to go on all fours and uh we find a nearby park that's pretty small. And I grab his tennis ball and he's just like you wanna play fetch? And his buns is really excited, yeah yeah. It's almost like the same excitement he had when he was like a little puppy, or a younger dog at least. So I toss the tennis ball, he goes after it, he brings it back. I bought a pack of cigarettes on the way there, and I just keep smoking as I'm playing fetch. About another two hours to go by. My arm's getting tired and drained, but I'm just tossing the tennis ball and all that. pleasant looking couple uh, walking their baby in stroller and they stop and watch Bizbun and all it's not everyday that people just see a literal demon playing fetch in the park so they turn to me and uh, the wife of that couple is just like what the hell is that and I just shrug and I say it's a..." Uh, It's a literal demon, um, bulldog mix, he's uh, a little bit boisterous um, at times, and I just shrug. My morale's pretty drained and I don't have anything else to say about it, and the husband says, well you can't just have a literal demon around, you know, that can't be legal. and say well everyone gets to every creature should live as they are meant to be as long as it doesn't harm anyone else and the husband's just like yeah but you're it's a literal monster you're raising a literal monster Then I shrug again, but I get a little bit more edgy, and I'm just like, yeah, well, how do you know your fucking kid's not gonna be a monster? Like, don't judge me. Then he digs into his shirt and grabs a crucifix, and he's just like, you're sick. You're both sick. And I stand up, and I just like, hey, look, buddy, watch it, look, just keep walking, all right? Don't worry about how I raise my fucking pets. Bizbun, as regret- regrettably loyal as he apparently was he saw my distress and saw me direct that at the husband So the demon bulldog mix uh, lunges at him starts tearing about his- tearing apart his clothes and flesh starts devouring him on the spot. And the wife is shouting, Oh my god! Oh my god! So she just grabs her baby and starts running away. She screams a very loud scream. And I sigh. And Bizbun turns around with the woman, he starts lunging at her. And I say, Bizbun! The most curt way I've ever spoken to him before. And he stops and looks at me, and he's like, No. And he nods and stops. And then, uh, something grew in me when I said that, you know.
1: It
0: was the type of discipline and curtness in my voice that I've never heard before. It was me actually taking charge. Because people's lives were in stake, and that changes the way you do things in a huge way. To my apartment, I start to look up things on how to raise like a literal demon uh, bulldog mix. There's an old construction site uh, about a block away from my house, where like an old IKEA labyrinth used to be, or something. chill there and uh, you just chew some like raw, uh, raw lumber and stuff, I'm just like okay, just chill here, apparently construction uh, was shut down on that project for some reason, so I'll come by and uh, get a bunch of meat and stuff, but he was still scampering off and committing murders. law enforcement coming to my house, like, you need to get rid of this dog, we're gonna, if you don't, we're gonna arrest you and put the dog down. And I just shrugged, and I said, yeah, uh, good luck trying, you know. And they did. And a lot of blood was shed. It was becoming a neighborhood epidemic, that this creature. My beloved Biz Bun was going around ravaging town and stuff, Meanwhile, I was upping my caffeine and tobacco intake to the highest it's ever been. The federal government was sending some troops to try to contain. just joke about it. I was like, oh, you don't you have just some benign protests to keep in check, you fucks? And so no one was capable of taming this demon, and they were all coming to me because I was the only, only one that Bisbon would listen to, even remotely. So I just shrugged and I said, "Look, Biz Bun's gonna do what Biz Bun's gonna do." Eventually, the city I lived in uh, tried to pay me pay me off to move away with Bisbun. So I used that money to uh, purchase about uh, three acres of land in the woods. And I also had some extra money left over to pay off some construction, uh, cut down some trees. and set up a little farm uh, where I raise cattle Selling milk and uh, feeding cattle to Bizbun. And then Bizbun would off to do some more hunting. And as he got older, he would uh, bring back the carcasses and share them with me and the humble staff that I had. Definitely developed our own little community and whatnot. Eventually, Abyssinian actually became pretty good at uh, foraging mushrooms as well. So we'd go and forage and collect and whatnot. There'd be large swaths of the day when, uh, Bisbane would just run around the woods and go hunting. And I had to let out notice uh, to not let anyone into the woods uh, unattended without some sort of protection because Bisbon will get you. Uh, the presence of Bisbane actually invited uh, a plethora of uh, cryptid enthusiasts trying to get some pictures or some animal footage of that. Which never really made any sense to me because I would always say publicly yes, Bizbun is a demon-bulldog mix. Um, I had plenty of footage of him that existed. It was on the internet. It was a big creepy sensation or whatever. But people really uh, put it on themselves like, nah, man. I want to get the footage, like this weird, uh, climbing Mount Everest complex. They wanted to be, like, some flavor of adventurers. And eventually, people were just coming over to my house to, you know, get footage of Bisbon. I was generous at first, but the volume became so high that I started to charge people for like actual photos and whatnot. If uh, Bisbon was in the area, on the farm, then, you know, people could hang out with him. I was, he'd listen to me enough so he could be tame enough to be cordial and social with other guests. And the volume of uh, people checking him out was getting higher from there, so next to the farm I started uh, an adjacent museum. It was overall like a gimmicky cryptid museum, mainly about like Bisbon and whatnot, about his history, uh, how he adopted him from Nevada, and uh, the devastation he uh, caused before we had the farm, and other information about local cryptids and stuff, just this, like gimmicky fun things, something for the kids or the conspiracy theorists or whatever. Was willing to pay, I guess. And on some cool nights when the sun was setting, I would uh watch the farm. I'd smoke my cigarettes and drink my coffee. Which became a constant thing from then on. Started off from the stress of raising Bisbon, because there's nothing stress-free about raising a demon. But on some night, nights, Bizbun would just come by, and we'd sit together and watch the sunset together. You would try to get for a nuzzle, and I'd give him, like, a good pet or whatever. Eventually Bisbun was uh, getting older and a bit more tamer, and he was becoming uh, generally accepted in the community. He, uh, he stopped attacking people because he met so many of them, and he just stuck to wild animals and whatnot. Some people, some enthusiasts, were uh, coming up to me and asking just like, Oh, hey Thomas, have you ever uh, considered, you know, like, breeding uh, Bisbon a bit? You know, more demon bulldog babies? And I just laughed and I was just like, yeah, have you ever, have you ever raised a demon? It's a fucking nightmare. like that. Um, but in the case of the bulldog breed that uh, little Bizbun was mixed with, um, he also had medical complications, uh, specifically as he got older, maybe when he was younger, the demon part of him kind of kept that at bay a bit. But in the way uh, age catches up with all of us, so did his medical problems. Farm and museum, uh, we were dumping a lot of money into keeping him alive and stuff. And other staff members and uh financial consultants and the uh the family that I would eventually raise uh, kept imploring me, you know. It's getting so expensive, you know? It's gonna put us under. And I would scream, I don't care, I'll do what it takes. getting to the point where there was nothing else we could do uh, other than put Bun Bis- down. No a plethora of medical treatments was able to uh, prevent anything that he had or that he had going for him. All his breathing complications and whatnot. And it was leaning to the idea that putting him down was more of a way to put him out of his misery rather than to get rid of a problem. over a, a lot of arguing, I got to the point where I was just like, alright, we got to put Bisbun down. But then on the day when we were scheduled to do it, there was bizbun The part demon, part bulldog mix. cold, dead, On the same spot on the farm that him and I would, uh, watch the sunset together. And we watched the sunset that previous night. And I knew that it was coming to the decision to, you know, to put him out of his misery. Definitely seemed to him that it was a struggle being alive at this point. And I caught a moment of him during that sunset uh, when he looked at the sun. I looked at his eyes. I felt the weight of his presence and I thought, oh my god, he knows. He knows that the end is coming. Doesn't quite know how or when. But most, if not all, creatures know when death will come or not. A bit of a casual burial service. Set up his grave in walking distance of the museum if anyone else wanted to visit or whatever. And I spent those few weeks afterwards crying a whole lot. still be out there watching those sunsets, but even though I couldn't, you know, watch them with, uh, you know, either my family or my friends or the staff that I've become very well acquainted with, look back on it, I didn't know if I was uh, the best equipped or the most optimal at raising uh, such a creature like Bizbun, the demon bulldog mix. But I do look back on all those memories fondly. And they weren't all great. If I didn't have such a strong, loving connection with Wizbun, then it wouldn't hurt so much. Teen Spook Show, I'm Kyle Carrezzi. and good night.